When I'm working with clients, email lists are always without fail at the bottom of their to-do list and the lowest of their content priorities. I'm not sure why email marketing has gotten such a bad rep over the years or if it's just fear because it feels so intimate, because it is, or if it's something else, but I am constantly finding myself in a position where I'm trying to push email marketing into a higher priority for my clients and students. But an email list, it's an incredible way to nurture relationships with your people. They find you through social or through other visibility opportunities. You send them to your long form content so that they can really get to know you and hear from you. But your email list, that's where you continue to build that relationship. Not to mention that it is the best way for you to sell without a doubt. But because email marketing can seem so scary, I brought in an expert to help us make it a whole lot simpler. Kate Doster is the host of the Do the Brave Thing podcast, creator of the Love Your List 2.0 email marketing mega course, and is dangerously obsessed with helping ethical entrepreneurs carve out their slice of the interwebs by wooing the hearts and wallets of their small but mighty audiences, thanks to fun email marketing and easy yes mini offers. She believes you don't need to bleed the alphabet or be a dirty rotten spam face to write emails that jolt subscribers into taking action, gobbling up your paid offers like candy or kale, if that's your thing. I mean, just by that bio, I know you know that she's incredible at what she does, right? Just wait until you hear this episode. Kate is a wealth of gold, and every time I hear her speak, I learn a hundred new things. It's incredible. So let's introduce you to her, shall we? You're listening to episode 172 of the Chasing Simple podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. This episode was brought to you by my book, Chasing Simple Marketing, and you can grab your own copy at amandawarfield.com book. How do I find time to create content without overwhelming myself? Where should I even be showing up in my marketing? How do I come up with fresh content ideas? Where should I be focusing my marketing efforts? What is lead generation anyways and how do I do it? Are launches still a thing? And most importantly, how do I put it all together to market my business strategically? Can I really grow my business without spending all of my time marketing? These are some of the questions that float around in your head when you think of marketing. Welcome, friend. This is Chasing Simple, where practical marketing strategy meets simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, simplicity-focused content marketing and launch strategist, speaker, educator, and author of Chasing Simple Marketing. I traded in my classroom lesson plans for helping creative entrepreneurs sustainably fit marketing into their business without it taking over their business so that they have time to grow their business, take time off, and live the life they dreamed about when they first decided to go out on their own. When I'm working, you can find me working with one-on-one clients, such as The Contract Shop and Rebecca Rice Photography on their marketing strategy and copywriting, or helping my students simplify their marketing and launches. And when I'm not, you can find me spending time outside with my husband, Russell, reading in our hammock, watching Gamecock sports, traveling, or forcing our cats to snuggle me. If you feel overwhelmed by marketing, you aren't alone. Many entrepreneurs find marketing frustrating, overwhelming, and simply an obligation. They know they need it, but they don't enjoy how easily it can suck up their time when what they really want to be doing is the thing that they started their business to do. Which is why I'm here, to help make marketing simple and less time consuming, so that you can spend less time on your marketing and more time growing your business and doing what you love. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. 
So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on uncomplicating your marketing and business. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Really quickly, before we dive into this episode, I just have to share something that I'm really excited about with you. My book, Chasing Simple Marketing, is launching this July. I wrote this book for the business owner that stumbled into entrepreneurship because they were following their passion, but without that master's of business administration or that background in business, well, they find marketing overwhelming and frustrating. Throughout these pages, I'm going to take you on a simplicity-focused journey to improve your content marketing, and you'll walk away with an actionable plan to simplify your marketing so that you can fit your marketing into your business without it taking over your business. To learn more about how to grab your own copy and even potentially get on the launch team, head over to amandawarfeld.com slash book. I'll see you there. Kate, I am thrilled to have you on Chasing Civil. I'm so excited. I was telling you before we hit record that your podcast is actually one of the very first podcasts that I ever listened to when I started my business. And so this is just such a, a fun full circle moment for me. And I'm really excited to have you on. But for everyone who hasn't met you yet, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. So, hey, everybody. First of all, I'm very excited to be hanging out with Amanda. She's awesome, but you already know this because you've subscribed and hopefully left a review. Just going to slide that in there. You can do that I while we're chatting. That. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, so I'm Kate Doster of katedoster.com. I host the newly rebranded Do the Brave Thing podcast. It used to be called Inbox Besties. And it is my soul and soul's mission to put money in the hands of good people so they can do good with it. And to really prove that nice people do not have to finish last in business, that sales does not have to be the devil and gross and pushy, that you can actually present information in a way that feels good to you that another brain's going to read and be like, I'm all over that. Like, give me, give me, give me, like, you're like the absolute best. And so I want my people to get thanked every time they send emails or they offer a sales solution to somebody, any of that sort of stuff. So take things that people hate the most <laughs> and make them easy. I love your mission so, so much. It's so good. I think it's important to note that we can often get into that place of like, oh, I don't want to sell because people are going to think I'm salesy. And it's like, but you you have a business, you're running a business and you have to make sales in order to continue to keep the lights on. And I do want to dive into how we actually make sales through our email list later in this episode. But first, I kind of want to backtrack and talk about what, what is an email newsletter? What's the purpose of it? And how do we utilize them in our businesses? Sure. So an email newsletter, I like to try to have my students and everyone send once a week. So it's only, usually it's four emails a month. I think the most people can manage, but here's the thing. Even if you missed a week or two, just get right back on the horse. People's lives are so busy that unless they are like your diehard super fans and say you've constantly been emailing on a Wednesday and then all of a sudden they don't hear from you, you might get some people being like, are you okay? Cause that has happened to us once. And it turns out there was a glitch in our email system and how far this wasn't getting our stuff. Like I have been, and they're coming on it. So that's actually going to be really fun. So it's like, okay, now, all of a sudden, it's from, oh my goodness, I have to email my list like all of the time. What am I going to say to them now? It's like, okay, I only have to talk to them four times. Why? We want to be able to stay top of mind. We also have to remember that if someone gave us their email address, and I think this is where the nice people get all like clammed up, 
like, oh, I don't want to annoy people. It's one of those things that if they gave you their email address, they're saying, at least at that moment of time, please talk to me. I think that whatever you're doing is interesting and cool. Let's be friends. And so just like any new friendship, you can't just go from talking to somebody once and then only talking to them like once a year. Like I have best friends from high school. We cannot talk for three years and then just pick it right up. But it's because we had that base of friendship. So your newsletter is to really establish that sort of base of friendship too. I always say we want to try to be people's favorites when we pop into their inbox because people also have this weird trait because I really love treating people like people where say if they're like really like into photography, they're going to sign up for like three newsletters about photography or three, you know, how to write your book email because they're like so into like all this sort of stuff. So we want it it, that you are their favorite person that they send. So really your weekly newsletter or bi-weekly, if you have to do twice a week, I mean, twice a month, you can, is just to be able to stay top of mind, stay relevant, to say, hey, and uh, to give them a little bit of a dopamine hit when they see your name. You hit the the nail on the head with two things that I am over and over and over again, reiterate on this podcast. One, your content is all about building relationships with your people. And I love your example of the high school friends that now you don't have to talk to them all the time, but it's because you have that foundation because you have that relationship. And I, I, I love that imagery there. But the other thing you hit on is that, and you didn't say this in so many words, but you kind of implied it. You don't have to pop back into somebody's inbox after ghosting and be like, Hey, sorry, I was gone. Just don't yeah. tell them because they didn't notice. Yeah. No, the, what I suggest for uh, my students in Amanda is Alyssa. She's fantastic. I'm sure she'll have links for you guys down below for all that funness. All you need to do for that is I always like to go in with something valuable, maybe like, you know, three tools or resources again. And if it's something like, okay, like Kate, I teach, you know, I don't, you know, sell an online course or anything like that. Like I'm a local photographer. Maybe it's, you're going to share with them the three best places to take your spring photos, graduation photos, um, you know, three props, everybody needs four. again, whatever type of photography you're doing. Right. So you're going to list those three things. I mean, if you want to link them to your Amazon store, get some affiliate income, that's cool. But then at the bottom, literally after you give them something cool, you'd be like, P.S. Wondering how I got your email address in the first place. You signed up for a free gift on, and then just say the name of your website. So say if you have multiple freebies, opt-in gifts, lead magnets, are all the same thing. It's that thing that you give somebody so they'll give you their email address. Just blank it. You signed up for our email list on our website and you blink out to the website. If you're not really into family photography right now, click here and unsubscribe, no hard feelings. So all of a sudden it's taking it from like, oh, I need your sympathy. Oh, I'm so bad. Nobody cares so much. Nobody cares. Uh, again, there are going to be some diehard fans. I might be like, Oh, where were you? But usually they'll reply back and be like, Oh, are you feeling okay? I was missing you. And it'll be fine. I haven't had a student yet get like a mean email reply back. Um, they might've gotten some people will get a reply back, like unsubscribe. And it's like, dude, why can't you hit this link at the bottom of the email? <laughs> but I'm like, I get more satisfaction. I'm like, ha, oh, you're not cool enough to hang out with me, sucker. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I like to flip it around on them. <laughs> I think the meanest email I've ever gotten in response to one of mine is someone responded back and they said, please stop sending me emails. And also my name isn't blank. And I was like, you signed up. You told me that was your name. <laughs> right. It's like, did you read? But like, in the oh. end, you just laugh it off and it is what yeah. it is. It's like, okay, I guess. And uh, yeah, because we very, very rarely get mean emails back. And again, I think that's another thing that some people worry about. But you have to realize, usually if you get a mean email back, it's just somebody having a bad day and they feel like they're going to be a keyboard hero and they're just going to like fling it back to you. Um, I've only gotten mad about a hater once. Usually we just delete them. I know like some people like to engage with them. I very rarely don't. The last hater that we got 
which was the first one in a very long time. It was like attacking my people for being afraid to send emails. I'm like, absolutely not. So that, that person suffered my wrath because like, you can say whatever you want about me. Cause like, you don't necessarily know me. Like you can't hit my character, but like, if you go after my people, ho oh, oh, that Scorpio comes out real fast, <laughs> real fast. I love that. And, and I think it's so important that you, you mentioned the people that are on your email list, they want to hear from you because that's something that we forget so often, but also you are very well known for saying people don't hate getting emails. They hate getting bad emails. So how do we know if the emails we're sending are actually good emails? Because I think a lot of times we expect to get a ton of responses and a ton of clicks and all of this. And so we, if we're not getting that, we think, oh, they don't want to hear from me. And also they think my emails are terrible. So how do we know if that's not the case? If they think your emails are terrible, they usually will reply back, ironically, <laughs> and be like, this is hot trash. So if you're not getting somebody replying back or several of people replying back saying this is hot trash, then you are fine. Now, if you're like, but Kate, I'm not getting that engagement that I'm looking for, um, those open rates, those click-through rates, that sort of a thing. First thing with open rates, just you know, all email service providers, your convert kits, your mailer lights, your MailChimps, they do constant contact. They all have a hard time registering opens due to privacy things on mobile devices and where are most people on mobile. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but that's also something to look at where it's just like, oh, so it's saying that, you know, about 20 people, you know, about 20% is opening. Chances are it's probably higher because we've gotten some people that are like, I do open all of your emails. But I'm like, are you getting these? They're like, yes. So it could just be that they've got some type of ad blocker, pixel blocker. They're not loading your pictures for some strange reason. So there's that. We need to think of why is somebody going into the inbox? This is how we know if it's a great email or not. Why is somebody going in the inbox? They're procrastinating. I already said that they're looking for a dopamine hit. And we need to be able to hit a human brain where it's expecting it, right? Think about it. And I was going to hold up a book like y'all could see it. Like when you're reading an actual real book, I've got Relentless on my desk that I'm looking at, you know, you're going to have big paragraphs, right? But you're in that frame of mind. Same thing with if you're going to go to a blog post or listen to a podcast, you are in that frame of mind. So if you decide like, oh, I'm sending buckets of value and your email is like super long and it's really like info dense, if you will. Someone's just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to read this later. Or they're just going to read the top half and then they're going to be gone. So we want to make sure with our emails, technically they could be longer, but we really just want something kind of short and punchy and to the point. And so say, for example, if you are giving people three tips to landing in their first publisher, right? Because maybe you're an author who helps authors, um, or maybe you're in the other entrance where you write fiction and you're just giving them a little teaser. This is really great for all my fiction writers. You're giving them a little teaser of the next scene coming up. It's like, that's it. You can end it on a cliffhanger, right? Back to those people who are more educators or personal brands, instead of giving them, you know, 15 ways to say, grow their email list, you're going to give them like two, because a brain can implement two, three at the max, and then be like, and if you don't like any of those, or you really need to supercharge your list, click here to get again, 12 more. So that way now they're in the frame of mind of, okay, I'm in my learning mode. Let me go to the blog. I'm in my learning mode. Let me go to YouTube. Let me go to a podcast. I think when people are getting mad about replies in particular, it's because they're asking the question wrong. Like they'll be like, so what's your biggest struggle with blank, right? So, you know what we were talking about lifting. I'm a power lifter because that's what moms do when they turn 38. Um, so I'm like, what's your, not that I talk about this, but like, what's your biggest problem with powerlifting? One, most people don't want to admit that there's anything wrong with them or that they're technically struggling. Right. 
But if you decide to put in a sentence instead, like, I know I should be powerlifting more, but people all of a sudden can fill in that but because now it's the but's fault. It's the excuse's fault. But I get really sore. But I get discouraged when I don't hit the weight that I want to. But this isn't me. I've got really long femurs and a short torso. So squats are horrendous, right? Like I'm not built to squat. I can't do it very well. So all of a sudden you're going to end up getting more applies that way. Or even you might have a casual sentence, like, have you ever felt this way? Or you can ask them like, what's your best tip for keeping your house clean? Are you going to get hundred percent of your people replying back? No, but you're going to get a handful. And so make sure that you reply back to those people and be like, oh, thank you very much. And sometimes, you know, you can share their ideas. And I think that that also sort of shows like what we were talking about with that sort of like friendship model, like, oh yeah, like, but this can be a collaborative effort. So I hope, I hope that helps. Really a good email is one that I'll always tell people you can have some sort of interesting at the top or just being like, yeah. So the other day I was, it doesn't have to be this big, huge, long drown out stories. My authors will be fine with this, but the rest of us, we don't need a beginning, a middle and an end. We don't need a dramatic conclusion. Like we were on a lifeboat raft and we were about to die. And then all of a sudden we learned how to run Facebook ads and we were saved. And like, it was like the life of pie all over again, right? No, we don't need any of that. Um, I just posted an Instagram story that's like, Hey, do you know, like it's national celery month, right? And then you can literally just go, I go to Hollywood. Oh, it's a holiday insights.com. And then now all of a sudden you can do one of my turn of phrases that we talked about instead of love your list, which got me thinking about, or in celebration of natural celery month, because it is so boring. I want to let you know some ways you can spice up your interior design or ways that you can get in more vegetables. Or if you want to, because we had talked about selling, using those weird sort of holidays is the perfect time to offer a discount for something just, just cause it's like, um, I did one sale and it went bananas. It was national mint julep day. I'm like, is that a thing? Like it was kind of near the Kentucky Derby. I've never even had a mint julep. And so I had related to the fact that I thought it was completely random and how it had to do with the color green and that they could make green from their emails. Right. So you can do a lot of things that are just sort of like interesting. And now all of a sudden, Oh, a sales email is a little bit interesting. Um, leading into, you know, a blog post can be more interesting. And realize with any skill, like it's going to take a little bit of time to master, but I've never heard of one person's business being completely destroyed by an email unless you're like sending a whole bunch of like racial slurs, in which case you shouldn't be sending any emails ever. Um, so other than that, it will be fine. And the more you do it, the easier that it's going to get because you'll realize no one newsletter, no even one sales or launch email sequence is going to make or break your business. It's that showing up, it's that being consistent, it's that trying, it's that full body of work. Um, like Jenna Fisher from The Office talks about in her autobiography um, about acting, right? Like you want to go on as many auditions as possible so people see your body of work. You're going to want to send those weekly emails so people can get to know you better. Oh man, there's so many, so many golden nuggets within all of that, that <laughs> I don't even know where to start next. I love that you pointed out and gave us permission to be bad at it at first and just to figure yeah. it out ourselves and to just keep practicing and also to send those emails so that you do yeah. have that body of work. No one ever learned how to swim by reading a book about it. They oh, so learned by getting in the water. You gotta get in the water. So good. And we're all gonna be bad at it the first time we try something and that's okay. And we may find a hidden talent that we didn't even know that we had, but we won't know unless we try. I also love obviously the the idea of writing as if you're in a relationship with these people because you are and just 
making it simple, making it short, making it sweet. It's like when you write an email to a friend or someone else that you know, or that you're working with in some collaborative effort of some sort in your personal life, you're not going to write them paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. You're just going to give them what they need and move forward. And that's kind of what we should be doing with our people as well. Mm -hmm. And you also, again, when you start to think of them as your friends, that they want to hang out with you, right? All of a sudden, it's not like I'm annoying them. It's you're talking to your friend who's almost as excited about your thing as you are, right? So like, you don't ever think to yourself, oh man, I've interrupted my best friend by sending them a TikTok with a bunny eating a strawberry when you know darn well they love cute animal videos. No, you're brightening their day by popping up with this random notification message. So same thing with your emails. And I think that a lot of people, when they're teaching email marketing, they escape the fact that there's a lot of energetics into it. And so if you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to talk about someone who also really thinks that like photography and family memories, like these things are really important. They're going to cherish this stuff. They are just as cool as I am when it comes to this. All of a sudden it's just like, boo, 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 rather than like, oh man, how do I convince, you know, this, this hater lady to, to not be mad that I'm sending an email about the best places to take their pictures this fall. What a mindset shift. That's absolutely incredible. It's so true. I send TikToks to people all day long with no explanation either. I'm just like, here's a link. You'll get it. You'll know. Just watch it. It's worth it. Exactly. Okay. So keep the email short and readable really is the key there. Make sure we're writing as if we would write to a friend. What other tips do you have for making sure that we write really great emails that people actually want to read? Well, I think that you, you've you touched on it twice already, which is really hitting that nail on the head. Because we know people are going to the inbox for a quick dopamine hit, you do want to make sure that your email is skimmable. And if you're like, hey, I'm spending all this time writing this bad boy, the writing will get faster as you go. But you want to make sure that you're using short paragraphs, like two sentences max. And because I speak a lot, as you guys can tell, and I interrupt myself a lot, I'll have really long run on sentences because it sounds the way that I talk. And that's, what's really great about emails. Even if you are, uh, you know, even if you're like, but Kate, like I need to be a little bit more professional. You can be a little bit more professional. You don't have to be like, yo, what up dogs? Like, no, if it sounds stupid coming out of your mouth, don't type it. (laughs) That's kind of what we're going for, for these sorts of things. So it's like, okay, we're going to go ahead. We're going to make sure that it's skimmable. So we're going to do shorter paragraphs. Every once in a while, especially when you think something is important, you can use bold because that works really well. Um, if you are a big talker like I am and you have side thoughts, I always put those in parentheses with little italics so people are aware that I'm interrupting myself. And those are just some little ways that we can get there. You can include images. I know that some people will tell you not to have things that are very graphic heavy. And if you look at things like, you know, Target or even Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, those are all images, right? Obviously they work, right? Or the people still will be doing it. But in your industry, like if you're a photographer, you want to make sure that your template looks pretty. It doesn't have to be like super over the top, but you want to make sure that it's aesthetically pleasing to your brand. You want to include some photos that you have. If you're more, you know, a personal brand or like an author and you're sort of building relationships, you can include things like either pictures of you or your cat. You can do like little GIFs or GIFs however you want to pronounce it, hard G, soft G. I don't want, don't want to get in a battle. I mean, you can let us know when you write your review, how you say it. Is it a G or an F? You, you, this could be the debate in the review section. Include one of those. You add it just like you would any other picture. And I feel like that just gives it like 
space for somebody's brain to be in there. It gives them a little visual to look at. Again, maybe you've got a chart. Um, if you are trying to get somebody over to a blog post, maybe you're going to make a little mock-up with the blog post in a computer. Maybe you're just going to take a screenshot of the blog post. You're going to make sure the image links over. People will click on it. Look over there. So there's a lot of things that you can do to make it enjoyable to the eyes to read. But again, you want short paragraphs, bold sometimes, an image here or there, and then you'll be good to go. So you've mentioned a few times things like getting people to click through, going to blog posts, going to all of these different things. How do we know what effective CTAs are for our audience and for our emails? Okay, so for CTAs or call to actions, in my opinion, an effective one is, well, what's your goal? So before I sit down to an email or before I have my students do, I always ask them, like, how do you want people to feel? What action do you want to take? And what is your ultimate bigger business goal with that thing? So sometimes it is just going to be a reply. So there's not going to be any links out to anywhere, right? Because we just, we just, you know, want to be casual. We want to talk about it. Sometimes we want people to go over to a sales page or we want them to book a call. So if I want them to go over someplace, I'm going to link out more than once because that just makes a lot more sense because people might not necessarily scroll up. So like definitely in the PS, I'll be like, PS, don't forget to read this article to get, you know, five more tips for growing your email list. And then I always would want to add something a little bit more intriguing, like number three, help me get a thousand people. Or my audience loved number six, right? So that way people have not only that sort of, they call it benefits in copywriting, copywriting with a W guys, not with an R. I can't, I can't help you legalize, but writing wise, I've got you. So it gives them yet another reason to go and click over. When I mention the blog post in the body of the email, I'm going to make sure that's linked out. I might have, sometimes I'll do like a little carrot guy or I'll do like an emoji. Again, if it fits your brand, put one in there. If it doesn't, don't. Where it's like the actual like arrow that's sort of highlighting it. Um, if there is a benefit, if it's a sales email, particularly like for a course, anytime I mention the name of the course, I'll just have it linked out. You almost want to think of this like you're writing a blog post where you sort of like interlink things. So you're going to have some call to actions that are very, very direct, right? Where it's like, reply back and fill in this blank. You're going to have it there. Maybe it's bold so that way people actually read that line. Other ones, it's going to be like, in love your list. We talk about this. So if you want to be able to email your list and get flooded with replies and PayPal notifications, and so I will highlight with a hyperlink, if you will, to the sales page with an inbox full of thank you messages and PayPal notifications. One, it's a different color than all the rest of the text. And two, it's, it's clickable. So people are gonna be like, oh, I do want that. And they're gonna click on it. So again, do you need to have like a million links out <laughs> to where you're going? Probably not, but I would say at least three, depending on the size of the email, because why not? Yeah, it, it's one of those things that I know I tend to find myself being like, oh, have I linked to it too many times? But in reality, like you said, how many people are actually reading to the bottom of a full email? And if they are, are they going to go back up to the top? <laughs> so, so towards the bottom, I always like to have something out there. Um, and that'll also a question that I'm sure is probably not because like, okay, can I link to a lot of different things? Again, it depends on your goal. If you're trying to get somebody to your whole goal is that you want them to sign up for a webinar. I'm not going to tell them about another blog post that I have or another podcast I've going on or even another product that I have going on. If you're sending sort of more of a casual email where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'd like them to go to the blog post. Like that'd be pretty cool. But they want to check out my paid products. That's fine. Because every once in a while, it's just your goal. It's just kind of, you want to be there, right? So if you want to include some links down at the bottom of your email, that's like, if you're struggling with X, do Y, want blank, 
click on this. And so you can have like other ways that I can help you section down at the bottom. But if you're like, no, okay, like I am doing my Labor Day sale, then don't link out to any place else. <laughs> don't do it. So speaking of sales emails, how can we, well, first let's, let's start with this. What other than the fact that you're trying to make a sale, what's the difference between newsletter emails and sales emails? I don't think there needs to be any. Probably that you're not going to send people out to any other place, but that sales page or but that link to book a call or you know to buy on Amazon, wherever you're sending them. Um, if I'm sending more of a casual newsletter, like we had sent one the other day because they're just using my train of thoughts and I probably linked to like four or five different things. And again, it was just like hyperlinking stuff because I was just like, my goal for this is just for people to see, I've got lots of random stuff. <laughs> so I hope that that answered your question a little bit. So that's kind of where I would go. If you, this is the general sales goal. Yeah, absolutely. And then how do we, how do we use our typical weekly or bi-weekly emails and our newsletters to move people towards those sales? I think that people really underestimate what I like to call casual selling. And we talked about it a little bit already. It is again, having those, sort of like other ways that I can help you at the bottom of your email. It's maybe for this email, you're going to give them a tip that, you know, you were talking to one of your students or you had one of your clients, right? It's like, so the other day I was doing a photo session and you're going to link the word photo session to your booking page, right? With a client who said they were so unphotogenic. Well, it turns out if you just actually, and then again, maybe you're going to tell them to position their head closer to the camera or to that thing where what you put your tongue on the top of your mouth and it gets rid of your double chin, just one of those sorts of things, right? So again, we're just hyperlinking to the top. We're giving them that sort of tip, probably have that visual. If it's like, see me with the chin, me without the chin. And then at the bottom, it can just be like, and I've got two spots open up for brand photo shoots. Click here to snag one of the two while you are gone, right? Before they're gone. So that is a weekly newsletter, essentially, right? You're giving them a tip, you're popping in their inbox, but you're just selling to them too, because why not? And there's so many things happening within that type of selling too. You know, you're giving social proof because you're you're saying, oh, I was with a client, I was with a student. You're showcasing that people actually want what you offer. You're showcasing that you are an expert in what you do because you're giving those tips. And then you're also just casually mentioning that they can work with you. And so there's so many, in just one small sentence, so many things you're doing to kind of push people towards the sale without being super salesy. So I think that's a really incredible example. Yeah. And so say if we're still giving the example on how to be more photogenic, right? Then say layered on top of that, you're like, okay, like I do want to offer, you know, the next two people, or I am doing like a 25% a off sale. You can mention that 25% off sale. The next email, most email service providers, I know ConvertKit does this. I feel like all of them do really, will be able to give you a link to your last newsletter that you've sent out or previous newsletters. So you can send one, you have full permission to send one that just gets to the point, right? Because sometimes those are going to be the ones that get the most open. So that subject line right before the sale ends, we're just going to be honest with people. 25% off is ending blank, two hours, three hours. It's like, hey, first name. I'm also not a fan of these like last minute things, but I did want to let you know if you're looking to blank, 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 and blank, like click here to save 25% off. And don't forget last week, we gave you that tip on how to look more photogenic. So if you're worried about not looking so nice, don't worry, I've got your back, right? Now you're linking out to the other newsletter where guess what? You had that casual selling, you had that social proof, right? So you can give yourself permission because again, we like to treat people like people. I feel like, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember, you you can. Um, he's just not that into you. 
this was when like sex in the city was really big. I think it's actually written by a guy that wrote it on the show. And he talks about Justin's long character talks about how this girl waits to the very last minute to pay her credit card bill, even though she knows she has it due just because she likes that dopamine adrenaline rush. So there are going to be people that just like, they know they're going to buy. I've definitely done it to creators before. Like they know they're going to buy it, but they just want to wait to the last minute. Right. Or there could be people that didn't necessarily see your photogenic email, or maybe they don't think that's a problem and they think that they're gorgeous, right? So, but all of a sudden that top center line was like, ooh, 25% off, I did need that. So that's why you want to offer it to both sort of sets of people. Well, then you've also got the people like me who are not, I don't necessarily love the dopamine hit, but I'll read something and go, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I get distracted by the 200 other things on my email list. And you get that last call and you're like, oh snap. I got to go do this right this second or else it's it's over. I went thousand percent to that. Before I hopped on the call, I talked about how, so I have, my husband's a stay-at-home dad and I've got my two girls and it's like all of them have fevers, right? So like I'll get interrupted a lot and then having ADHD on top of it, like I'll forget what I was doing when I come back and I'm just like, do, 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 like eight other ideas, 12 other tabs are going on. It's like, oh yeah. 100%. There's always a million things happening inside of my brain at all times. And and it's very easy for me to be like, yeah, I'll get back to that. And then it is in one of those open tabs that I have 200 of and my computer starts running. So I'm like, oh, I got to exit out of everything. And then I lose it and it's gone. <laughs> Are you like me? I use Google Chrome and I have that extension that's called one tab. So like if I've got a million, I'll click on one tab and then it like puts them all together. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll definitely go back to one tab. It has so many groupings of links that I've never gone back to. I'm very interested to see. But in the back of my brain, she'd be like, people, I know all those old tabs are safe because I could not bring myself to just X out of them. What if they were important? <laughs> uh, I get really frustrated when the computer starts moving at a minuscule pace. Yes. And I'm like, forget it. I need nothing. And then <laughs> 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, dang it. There were things I did need. And now they're gone forever. <laughs> it's fine. So send that email. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so do not feel bad. And again, if all of your emails are just like, why haven't you booked this session yet, dummy? Like you're dumb, right? Or again, if they were all just sort of all focused on the sale, like don't forget to save 25% off. Why haven't you saved 25% off? More and you're gonna have to pay 500 bucks more. If that's the general vibe, then yeah, people are gonna hate that. And unfortunately, since I don't think there's a lot of great examples of selling, except for Amanda, obviously she sells great, but there's not that many examples of people selling and being really like authentic and genuine that you just default to sounding like that sham wow guy. Because all you can think about is that used car salesman. All you can think about are those bad people in the movies, right? Or like those weirdos that like show up to your door to sell solar panels. And you're like, am I getting scammed for solar panels? Like, bro, I know you've got a quota, but back up here, right? And so also we talk about energetics, right? When you're going into this as a spot of like, I'm doing this 25% off, not because I need business. And maybe you do, but as an appreciation to my people, and like, it's awesome that now they're going to be able to try my stuff out and I get to make more money. Oh, that's sweet. All of a sudden that paradigm shift is so different. And one of our students in Love Your List, she needed just a straight up flash sale because the car was dead and they needed a car because it was just one car and she had tried her on flash sales before and they had never worked. And so the first thing I had her do was get into a really nice energetic state to realize that people had wanted to work with her, but maybe they couldn't make ends meet. And this was going to be their perfect opportunity to fall in love with her even more. So they're going to win. She is going to win. She honestly booked out every single spot that she had opened up two more spots. So she got 12. She only needed 10. And there were three people on the wait list for the next time. And she had tried selling this offer before and she barely sold one. But when we're coming at it, it's like, 
Again, why does the thing that she's helping with matter? Hers was, I believe, Google placements for things or like Google reviews, something of that nature. Um, it was for local businesses, actually. And so again, she was talking about the benefits of the thing. It's like, oh yeah. And until Friday, we can do this together for this much off. Again, so she had that sort of sequence of events. So again, it hits those sort of different people. It's not just like, give me your money, dummy. So, <laughs> but again, the last one always just has to be like, if you've got something ending, You've just got to let people know because you're always 1000% going to get people being like, can I still get it? Or what's this? We had sent an email, like literally it was at this point, it was almost like four weeks ago for something that was 24 hours only. It wasn't even a sale. It was just like access to a training because it was part of a launch. And I literally just saw in the inbox when I was popping on here, somebody was like, can I have access to this? I'm like, no, like, no, I need to stay in integrity. No, you cannot. But again, I don't want you thinking that you have to discount things or you have to have bonuses for things. You can just bring up your services and it'll be quite all right. You can bring up your books whenever you want to. So good. Kate, every time I hear you talk, I just feel like I learn a million things. So I know (laughs) that everyone who's listening is going to want more from you. Where can they find you? And what's the best place to get connected? Thank you. So if you guys are struggling with what to send your email list, you can go to katedoster.com forward slash two years. Amanda will probably have a link in the show notes that you guys can just click on because you might be driving or walking or doing the dishes. So you can just go to Amanda's link and that is going to give you two years worth of strategically planned email ideas. So you don't have to worry about what to send your email list until like 2025 at this point, which is banana. It's like mid 2025 at this point. And so it's not just like a whole bunch of ideas. It's like, we have some students that'll use it. It's free guys. They'll use it like, okay, I have third week of March to talk about this. And they just talk about that. We have some people like to month hop. Um, I'll always let you know if it's something relevant. Like we talked about like salary month. I'll always let you know, like this is March. So don't talk about this in June. Although if you wanted to, you could be like, did you know in March it was salary month? So if you ever miss one of those fun days, like y'all, did you know that like two weeks ago was natural nacho day and we missed it? Well, here's how you can make some cheddar cheese for your business, right? All of a sudden we got nacho cheese, right? See how just like casually it goes. And people really enjoy those because now they're going to be like, nacho day is a thing and I missed it. They're going to reply back and have a lot of fun. So katedoster.com forward slash two years, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can always type in, do the brave thing or just Kate Doster and I'll show up. It'll be a picture of my face. And I've really, really, really been enjoying Instagram lately. So I'm just finally getting hit to the train eight years later. Uh, and I'm Kate underscore Doster over there. Um, in my stories, you'll see a lot of my powerlifting. I don't put it on my main feed too, too much. Um, but I stopped sharing them for a little while in my stories and people got mad at me. They're like, I'm so dry. What's going on? I'm like, you're coming to us for business advice. Like, do you really want to see me? Like, wait, it's like, yeah, we do. I'm like, we oh. really do. <laughs> <laughs> so again, and this is, in my opinion, when we were talking about the way human brain, like when it's positioning itself, like, oh, I'm going to a blog. So I know I'm going to need to like really pay attention to things. Like, I feel like your Instagram stories is where you can have those sort of casual, more conversations. It's again, if you're looking at my stories, you're like pretty in it, win it. And that's why I also like to think about emails. So I'll toss in some powerlifting stuff in there every once in a while. So we will definitely link to all of that in the show notes. Also, it's so wild to me when I downloaded your freebie in 2018. It would have been to have something to send to your list every month until 2020. And then what, like, and like I tell people, so if you're listening to this episode, you're listening to in August, you're like, oh man, like I missed out on all of January's until July's those months come back. (laughs) What? 
Uh, so you can just use them at the end instead of the beginning. It's not one of those things like, oh man, again, I'll make a note of if it's like, oh, this is the third Thursday. But again, you can just be like, did you know the third Thursday of the month? Or did you know that national donut day? That's another fun one. Um, my favorite email that I ever sent, and then I will stop talking was for a summit for one of my really good online friends. And it was national cheese day. And I made so many cheese puns. It was 14. It was the best email I had ever, ever written. And my assistant, Abby, mans my inbox because with my ADHD, I'll never get back to people. And she was like, we had two pages worth of replies. We were like one of the top affiliates for that summit. Because again, it fit my brand and it fit my style. Again, if you're more buttoned up and serious, by no means could you send a shoes pun email. But that's just like, so me, right? And so that's why I want to make sure all the stuff that you're writing, especially when it comes to your email list, and it's okay if your tone of voice changes at some points, but like, make sure your things like your landing pages or your social media, that they all sort of sound like the same person. So good. Okay, so if you would give everyone just one action step to take this week based off of this episode, what would it be? I would say email your list. If you have no ideas, you can go for the two years worth of email ideas. If you are really scared because it has been a while, then go with the example that we already shared in this episode with three things, things, places, stuff, apps. People love things. Um, Even if it happens to be things to buy, just remember if you are pointing to something that is an affiliate offer that you have the disclosure down at the very bottom, that if they click on the link that you might get some type of compensation, but it doesn't have to be. It can be things that are just free that will help people with whatever you sort of talk about, right? Or, and if you're like, but Kate, like I'm an author and I do like fiction stuff that doesn't work. Chances are if somebody subscribes to your email list and they're into fiction, they're also probably into writing. They're also into book nerds, right? So now you're going to bond with people about your love of books. So maybe if you have an aesthetic like book library, you're going to talk about where you got your stuff or how you put it up. Or again, you can always think of things because people are buying stuff. Even if they're not buying stuff, they can use stuff. And then just add that, oh, wondering how I got your email address in the first place. You're also into vampire fan fiction. So good. I love it. That's a great tip. And also, yeah, don't be scared there. Most people are going to be like, Oh, if they think of it, they're going to think, Oh, I haven't seen their stuff pop in my inbox. That's weird. And then they're not going to think of it again. Yeah. And like, why are you going to be a jerk for like the five people that are super, I'm sure it's more than five people, everyone, but like, if there are five people that are so unbelievably excited to hear from you for a while, or it just made their day that they found it was natural nacho day two weeks ago. Right. Why are you going to let the one or two people that could be a Debbie downer hold you back from reaching the people who actually care? Like, now you're the jerk all of a sudden. I mean, don't get me wrong. The people that have the time, I'm like, who has the time to be sending hate emails to people? But like, why why are you going to deny those other people who are genuinely excited? Same thing with the sales emails, whether it is there's a discount or not a discount. There could be people who genuinely need your help with this thing and you're going to deny them because you feel bad. No, don't be a jerk. You know, the best thing that you've got is that course on how to have your chickens. We have a chicken Academy student inside of love your list. And so she's the top of my brain because she just had an amazing launch. Like, No, if you make things that are helpful, you need to tell people about them. Don't be a jerk. So good. So if you could give everyone one book recommendation, what would it be? It can be fiction. It can be work-related, but it it can be literally any book that you're like, this is something everyone needs to read. There's, Of course, there's like two books that come to mind. (laughs) Um, So again, it's like, oh, probably. Okay, because I feel like this one, the tone, a lot more people will enjoy. Essentialism. Um, when you guys see it, it'll be like black scribbles and how the word essentialism on there. And that's just talking about actually like 
getting rid of all of those frivolous things that you think you need to be doing, but really don't. And it's not necessary about delegation. It's about taking the time. Cause again, we're also go, go, go. We all have a million tabs open really about taking time to like, ask yourself, like, what is it that truly matters? And so that way you can be really present in that time. Um, I'm going to sneak another one in there. This one, not everyone's tone is going to like it. So like, if you don't enjoy the attitude of say like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant, this might not be for you. Uh, but if you were secret alpha, like to call myself uh, relentless by Tim Glover is ridiculous. Um, the subtitle is to go from good to great to unstoppable. And again, it's one of those things and not everyone enjoys the attitude. I really did love that, um, the book about it, but it's essentially about, they talk about how there are people that are like closers and cleaners. So it's like, if you're the person when the fire alarm's going off that everyone is looking at, you are the cleaner, right? And so it really talks about sort of embracing that and that sort of championship mindset. But again, that's not really your thing. Um, you might not like it, but everyone, essentialism is so great. Well, we will link to both of those in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Kate, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate that you took time out of your day to come and chat to us about email marketing. Thank you. Email your list. They want to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. You can find this episode show notes as well as all of the resources you need to simplify your marketing over at amandawarfield.com. If you liked what you heard here today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review, it would truly mean the world to me. Ratings and reviews are the number one way that you can support a podcast and ensure that it sticks around for many more episodes to come. I'll see you next time. Now go out and uncomplicate your marketing and business.